Welcome, travelers. I'm Josh. And I'm Lewanika. This is Tabletop Journeys, where we will be your humble guides along the journey to RPG adventures. slug here and i want to tell you fun time with mr dave is a fun and funny family show that encourages curiosity and imaginative play with catchy original music and storytelling come sing and play with me arnold the slug harold the librarian eldun the alien and many more of mr dave's friends in the town of magical forest every week on youtube just search mr dave with an exclamation mark and look for the blue shirt and pink bow tie you can also find Fun Time with Mr. Dave on Facebook and Instagram at slash Dave the Entertainer. <laughs> Welcome everybody to today's side quest episode. We are going to be breaking down the previews that Disney has put out for the upcoming MCU projects for the, that are coming out for the next couple of years. Before we get in here, I think Lewanika and I both want to talk a little bit about kind of how we viewed in general the new MCU uh, projects and kind of what our uh, our point of origin is. Um, now, Lewanika, you are much bigger in the comic book world than I am. So talk a little bit about your experience. I just want to say that uh, with comic books, that's my bread and butter. I was into comic books long before I was into tabletop game. I started with comic books when I was about four years old. My stepfather brought me to an old-timey shop downtown in my hometown of Ithaca, New York. In there, in the, towards the back corner, they had a rack where all the comic books were. I remember somebody saying to me that if you take care of your comic books, it could be worth something someday. And I asked one question. I said, I'm buying this for a dime, and you're telling me later on I might be able to get 50 cents? And they said, yes. And I remember being about four, maybe five years old saying, I want them all. <laughs> and I've never really truly looked back from that point. Uh, so much so that I have scripted two comic books in the past, not long runs, just two individual issues. I have managed a comic book store for a number of years. I eventually went on to own that comic book store for a few years. I pretty much stopped that business when I went to college. I have on a number of occasions financed very important life goals and choices with the sales of various comic book things that I've had. So comic books are near and dear to me. I love living in this age where the comics I grew up with are on the silver screen. I am not that way, <laughs> to, put it, to put it bluntly. While I am a multifaceted uh, a, a geek of many stripes, comic books were never, were never my thing. Now, that being said, I have been a huge fan of uh, the properties that have been put into the the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I was a huge fan of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I thought that that show was fantastic. I was a huge fan of the quartet of shows that Netflix put out that were in the NCU. Mm -hmm. I was a huge fan of the Defenders. I was a huge fan of Cloak and Dagger. I, I mean, all of these, I love uh, these comic book stories on the big screen and the small screen. 
I think that they they have all been fabulous. I have loved them all. Lee Wanika and I both came to this preview from uh, from very different points, and I think that for the most part, our ratings were in line with one another. But I certainly did not have some of the context to the stories that that you did and also our our rankings sort of they came from from different places also so like there are some there are some properties in here i i couldn't say anything about because i know nothing about them and there are other stories that's more just like yeah i really liked this when it was on the big screen and i can't wait to see it where uh i think you're coming from your comic book knowledge and kind of projecting it uh for lack of a for lack of a better word into, into the movie screen Absolutely. When I look at the MCU, which is a fantastic collection of excellent work, the professionals that have put this cinematic universe together have done something that clearly nobody else has ever done before in a way nobody else has ever done it before with a methodology that nobody else has ever successfully done. Like many of us in fandom, we are protective about what we came up with. I came up with a certain storyline with a certain background and I feel that I have invested in that. It is invested within me. So I have very particular feelings about some of these properties based on how I first came in contact with them, or in some cases, how I best came in contact with them. There are some things that I'm perfectly willing to accept the second iteration versus the first or the third versus the first and 18th, because it was the best. Maybe it had a better actor. Maybe it had a better writing team, so on and so forth. I look at properties that way when I'm looking at them as a fan, as a content creator, as a person who has written a pair of comic books, as a person who has written professionally. When I look at some of the properties, I have to acknowledge as time passes, you have to do stories in a different way. You cannot redo what has already been done. I logically get that. And I can like something for what it is, despite the fact it's different than what used to be. Yep. I think that's an important skill to have if you're a longtime fan. If you're a fan who's lucky enough to have lived through multiple decades, you're going to see your properties change. Have to accept that that's going to happen. And you have to look at the new thing as saying, but was it good by itself? I get it. It's not the same thing that it was. And there's nothing says I have to like it as much as what I like before. But that doesn't mean what I'm looking at today is bad. Yep. And that is definitely how I approach the MCU. I like what I like. I have reverence for that, which I loved in the past, but is this thing in and of itself good? There are some things that they were so close to the, uh, my original liking of the story that I rank them higher. That's just the way it is. I try not to rank anything down because of that, but I got to rank something higher because of that. That's just the way it is. All right, so let's talk about how we ranked them just a little bit real quickly here and then start getting into uh, what we're looking forward to most. Um, so the first thing that we did was we looked at the casting, uh, who is being selected for for certain uh, roles. We looked at basically cinematography, right? How is the direction and the, and the property fulfilling the vision of that particular genre, right? Yes, uh, and that, that also goes into the medium because there are multiple mediums here. Some of these properties are going to be on the big screen or what will be the big screen, depending on whether it's live streams or not. Some of these properties are going to be animated. Some of these properties are going to be very television style. Some are going to be movies. So we're looking at that medium. Does that medium capture the story and the characters the way we feel they should? 
we looked at how interesting the story is to us and and uh, and kind of in the in the greater MCU as a whole and what is that particular story's connection to uh, the MCU as a whole how well does it does it go in there um, we also gave ourselves a pool of wild card points so that we could go ahead and try to differentiate things that uh, uh, that statistically come out close um, but that we wanted to go ahead and bump up uh, one way or another all right, so we're going to start at the bottom of the list and work our way up to the things that we are looking forward to most. I, I will go ahead and start and say that of uh, in the preview, um, the thing that I am absolutely looking forward to least is the animated short series about Groot. Um, I think in the interest category and how interested I was in, in seeing this, uh, I scored it something like negative 573 points. It's important to note at this time that um, our ranking system was actually a one through 10. This so negative 573 weights, is low. Yeah. Yeah. This severely weights the ranking. Um, and we're not going to go through our individual ones, though we will make those available to our listeners uh, uh, in notes and, and then links, uh, mostly the website. So please go to the website or go to our Facebook page to see those. This really is a non factor to me. I think it's fun. I think he was a, a neat addition to the Guardians of the Galaxy. I have a passing interest in his character in the Guardians of the Galaxy as appeared in the comic books during the 2000s when he came out. I am a fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy, but more from the 90s, well before the time of Groot. It's kind of this thing that just is. Can little shorts that are built between episodes of other shows in a Marvel vein on the Disney Channel be kind of fun? I think they could be. Disney has a history with that. They did a thing back in the 80s called DTV where they did Disney animation to pop songs and i always loved those i thought those were a lot of fun so for me eh, it certainly has no interest like the other properties on this list so after groot uh the four properties that we ranked a five out of ten were the new dr strange movie uh in, in the multiverse of madness the moon knight and ironheart series which i honestly don't really know very much about at all and the movie for the eternals can you talk about those lou anything Absolutely. So I should say that from the perspective of the comic book nerd and fan I am, I'm surprised to see Dr. Strange rank as low as he did. But again, I'm the comic book nerd, right? Uh, So I get why it is where it is. Um, And that actually speaks volumes about Marvel's reach to those who are not already involved in the genre. Take note as fans, I'm not saying that these things are bad. We're not saying these things are bad. We're saying there's just not a lot of... uh, outside the genre yep. knowledge about these things and, and not just that but this particular preview didn't have a lot to it either there really wasn't an awful lot to establish what this movie was going to be or what it was about which made it really hard to go ahead and rank be aware that our rankings include interest in the story so if the trailer doesn't build that interest it can't rank higher for people who don't already know and which is exactly what a trailer is supposed to do entice those who know and bring in those who don't they don't have something that can bring in those who don't. That said, Doctor Strange in the, in the Multiverse of Madness, what I know about it and what I know it's about to do for the MCU is ex- super exciting for me. It's going to help allow things that are going on in the Spider Universe to better interact. It's going to allow potentially the ev- involvement of the Fantastic Four. And in the far future, I believe the next phase out, uh, the X-Men. I, I think uh, it's the multiverse of madness that's going to be the linchpin for that. And it has Wanda, and she's one of my favorite comic book characters. So I'm, I'm down. 
We're going to talk about Wanda in just a minute. And remember, folks, so uh, from the point that you are hearing this episode, WandaVision, which is going to be on our list a little bit higher here, launches on Disney Plus, I think, two days from the point that you're hearing this. So we're going we're gonna to talk about WandaVision in just a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Moon Knight is not a character I like, but it is a character I'm familiar with from comic books. I'm not particularly looking forward to Moon Knight. I don't think it's a necessary step. Depending on who they cast, which they have not released yet, this could be interesting. It's out there. Ironheart, I'm familiar with most Iron Man stories from the comic books. Uh, and I'm looking forward to this, which is kind of the sequel. If I remember correctly, it's it's his daughter or somebody else who's using the Iron Man armor. It may not be his daughter. We don't yet know how that's going to play out in the MCU. But it's a young teenage girl or young woman, maybe in her late teens, early 20s, that is now using Iron Man armor. I'm interested to see where that goes. Um, I'm interested to see the production team and what they do with it. And the Eternals, never been a fan. Old school, it's a Jack Kirby thing. And I love Jack Kirby for a whole host of reasons. He's given us great things in comic books on both the DC and the Marvel side of the, side of the world. Um, but... The Eternals were never something I really ever cared or liked that much. Yep. Now, uh, b- before moving on, uh, just to go ahead and note that there has been one casting announcement about Moon Knight, um, and that is that Oscar Isaac will play Mark Spector. Oh, that I did not know. I did not catch that piece of news. Yep. Uh, that piece of news. Uh, I will say, with Oscar Isaac playing Mark Spector, I am now more interested. I like what he's <laughs> yeah. done. Yep. Uh, I like a lot of the things he's been involved with, and I'm now. I would rank it higher just based on that casting alone. Yep. Okay. So the properties that we ranked a six out of 10, they are the new Thor movie, Love and Thunder, Captain Marvel 2, which I think uh, a six out of 10 is a horrifically low rating for Captain Marvel 2, but we'll get into that in a second. Fantastic Four, which you uh, talked about just a second ago with the Multiverse of Madness, a new Blade movie, and the Black Widow movie. Now, I, I will say that these five properties except for captain marvel almost undoubtedly got ranked lower because of my interest in them i know particularly thor love and thunder not something that i'm interested in blade not something that i'm interested in fantastic four again this is another thing where saying that there's a fantastic four movie coming out is fabulous i know very little about the fantastic four so there was nothing in them announcing that a Fantastic Four movie was coming out to go ahead and and hook me as a non-comic book fan. So tell me why I should want to watch Fantastic Four. Why should you watch the Fantastic Four? They are the first family of the Marvel Universe. The fact that superheroes have clothing that works with their powers, that was designed by Reed Richards. The whole family dynamic and banter that they built up in the Avengers and the MCU films as a whole started in the Fantastic Four. Why Films have not been able to capture that until now. I don't know. The fact that the guys at the MCU are now doing it tells me I have a shot of seeing the first family done right. We obviously don't have casting. I am praying for John Krasinski. If he plays Reed Richards, I may just pass out. To talk about some of the others that we ranked as six, Captain Marvel, I think that's ranked lower because while I liked the film and I do like the character, I felt there were some misses from a plot and pacing issue in the first film that lead me to not be as excited about the second film. There were very many elements that I really like. And I want to be clear here, this is not me hating on Brie Larson. 
this is not me hating or joining cancel culture or loving cancel culture or any of those crazy ideas that I think get mixed up into our love of, of genre films. Uh, this is simply, I thought the plot missed certain things or and the pacing was a bit suspect. I think it could have been better. And if it had been better, I would probably be more anxious to see this film. But again, with a ranking of one through 10, six is better than half. I want to see this movie. I boosted this movie for two reasons. Um, one, I thought the choice of Nia DaCosta was amazing in the preview. The way that she came across was fabulous. And this movie comes out on my birthday, so it got bonus. I, I, can, I, I can dig that. Because I, I am all about seeing a superhero movie on my birthday. I am born in the summer. It is one of the few perks of having my birthday in the middle of the summer. Like I never got, the, I never got the birthday party in school, but you're damn straight that I'm going to watch a superhero movie on my birthday. Now, as far as Blade and Black Widow are concerned, Black Widow, I'm actually quite anxious to see it because I think it's going to connect other elements of the world. I think it's going to give us a better idea of what could happen with S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, we know that the S.H.I.E.L.D. that appeared on ABC television is not really the MCU S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. Uh, per se. So it'll be nice to kind of get some elements of that. There's a couple other properties that we're going to talk about that will also give us better looks at that. So I'm yep. looking forward to those. And I really like Natasha as she is in the MCU. I like the Black Widow better in the MCU than I ever liked her in the comic. She was always a neat character. She was always around. But my first time I ever really liked uh, Natasha was in Marvel animated films, Ultimate Avengers 1 and 2, the animated films, not right. the, uh, the comic book. So well, that's when I started liking her and I started seeing her narrative potential which carried over, I think, her depiction in the MCU comes from those two films. Yeah. Let's move on. Let's move on to the seven. So we have a large swath of uh, content that we ranked a seven out of ten. I'm going to start from the top. The first one is the new Disney Plus series, Secret Invasion. After that was Ant Man, the new Ant Man and Wasp movie. After oh, that, maybe the Gar <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Which boy, if that is is that, is that a Star Wars illusion? I. I hope so. God, I, I hope so. I, I, I think it's cool that it is. I ranked it down because of how bad the Star Wars holiday special <laughs> was. It scares oh, me. Come on. The Star Wars Lego holiday special was amazing. Oh, I'm talking about the original one from oh, the Oh, of course you're talking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I, I get that. All right. Oh, um, Boba Fett, that was terrible. <laughs> all right. Um, after that is the, the Ms. Marvel uh, uh, series. After that, uh, the Hawkeye uh, series. WandaVision again which uh, should launch two days after you're listening to this episode so make sure you get into your Disney Plus and check that out and then two more properties that again I, I know very little about Armor Wars and Shang-Chi let's talk a little bit about uh, WandaVision to start because I actually thought so this is the first and the biggest kind of announcement Maybe not the biggest, but it was the first, it was the headlining announcement in yes. the investor day special. Um, and you and I ranked them very, very similarly in terms of actually we got the exact same score out of 10 uh, when we ranked them individually. I loved the, the 1950s homage feel of the trailer. Truman show is one of my favorite movies. I mm. love the Truman show. Mm. And when I watched this trailer again, knowing very little about the story of Wanda and vision going forward, I looked at this trailer and said, this is a show that I can get into, that I will like. I came up in comic books at a time when Vision and the Scarlet Witch got their very first miniseries. When comics were regularly running things and they did not do a lot of miniseries, they were one of the first ones. This is where they had big plot reveals. Wanda's father being Magneto, that was the canon at the time. It is not currently. I was going to no, say, like, I had, I had no idea. Like, that's... Yeah. 
We had, huh. it may or may not go back to that. Yes, vi- wow. uh, Wanda and Pietro, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver, their father in original canon was Magneto. They actually started as villains of the X Men. They were part of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. They were bad guys long before they were good guys. Similarly, they, they were bad guys when they first appeared, weren't they? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Similarly, the Vision was a bad guy, not created by Tony Stark, mind you. He was actually created by Hank Pym, was very quickly redeemed. I think that was originally the plan, but he joined the Avengers at that time, had nothing to do with the Soul Gem. Obviously, all of those things changed in the MCU. I get it. The update was fine. I'm absolutely on board with it. But Everything about this trailer goes back to that series. There are characters in this show that are going to come directly out of that comic book. So the fact that they're married, the fact that they have kids, the fact that Agnes Harkness is watching the kids and she happens to be a witch is all things that happened in that episode. By the way, Josh, Agnes Harkness is a character from the Fantastic Four. And that could also play into this will have, because one is also in the Doctor Strange movie. This series, the Doctor Strange series, and with the upcoming Fantastic Four things are probably going to be connected. I am super excited for that. I will say one other property in this this group of ones that we ranked 7 out of 10 that I was really excited about and that did a really good job of kind of capturing me as someone uh, who... Uh, who is not a comic book fan was the new Shang-Chi series. I think that particularly in their casting, this show looks fantastic. And you commented about how, how awesome it was to go ahead and see Michelle Yeoh in one of these roles. And I said, very, I said very similar things that, you know, it's, it's that I gave the show a lot of credit that they cast the movie appropriately for, for the cat, for the, uh, the characters in the story. Let's be honest. A story has to carry itself. However, if you don't have the right actor to carry that, it's not going to work within that, that, that vehicle. It is not going to work. A car doesn't drive itself as well as with a driver. Sorry, Kit. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> um, I love the casting here. I'm very interested in what they're doing. I'm looking at the redemption of the Ten Rings and what that does, because I think it was one of the big missteps of the MCU phase one, two, and three was how they handled that group in that area vis-a-vis Iron Man. So I would, I am looking forward to that being corrected within this film. I will kind of go on to one of the other ones that I really like for, and, and honestly, I, I'm not sure how it ranked when we look at the numbers, but I can tell you, having looked at the, the newer trailer for that, that has since come out, I am so psyched for Hawkeye. I will go on record that other than Captain America, he is my favorite Avenger. He got short shafted in the Avengers. He has been short shafted in a couple different things. But there's a reason for that. In all the comic books I love, my favorite guy is the one who has the least powers. I like the guy who just has determination, skill, and gets it done. So this is really interesting. The difference in the scores for Hawkeye between you and I was the biggest of any other property on this show. It was the biggest difference at over three points difference between you and I, and which is why its average is so low. And hearing you say that Hawkeye has been shortchanged by the screen versions of the MCU absolutely back up the fact that Hawkeye is not a character that I care about at all. I don't care about this series. I don't care about Hawkeye. I don't care. Um, And so, and so that I think this is really an interesting, uh, really just discrepancy. So much so that when you take a look at what, Marvel has done in their animated properties when they did the animated series from the early 2000s, the next Avengers, 
the kid character that saves the group is Hawkeye's kid. They gave Hawkeye's skill and technique and flavor and all everything that should have been in any Avengers movie to his kid in an animated property to make him cool. And he is relegated as a side character. I would liken Hawkeye, and I know this is an analog that rankles some feathers in the DC Marvel Flame Wars, to Green Arrow. Everybody gives Green Arrow crap in comic books until we finally got Arrow as a series for eight years. And while later seasons were not great, the fact is that's when people realize how cool a normal guy with determination getting it done can actually be. He did not have normal amounts of determination. He had abnormal amounts of de- like okay. you and I, you and I are determined people. You put hey. us in Arrow's situation. We do not become Arrow. I'm not that good at that. And quite honestly, I don't like burpees like he does. Yeah. I will do Stephen Amell and I've watched him do that stuff like I've, his, his own channel. Oh, yeah. kudos to you, buddy. I'm glad you're doing it. Hit a couple for me because this kid ain't getting it done. Yeah. I am not doing that. But uh, you're correct. But what I mean is I like the idea that it's the normal guy that can do amazing things. I love that concept. It's a through line with the stories I like. It's why I gravitate. And Captain America is a superhero. He has superpowers, no doubt. But among the Avengers with a god, with a supercomputer guy in armor, with all these other fantastic powers and abilities around him, he is, other than Hawkeye, the most normal guy. And I like the fact that sometimes that's the thing that carries the day that I love about characters and Hawkeye. That's what I want. I love it. And the fact that he's training his daughter with the added benefit of this is going to be our link back to shield. Nick Fury's involved in this series. We're going to see where the organization as what it's going to be moving forward in the MCU. These are all the elements that make me want that more than like almost everything on this list. But I will say this, I am confident, and I don't think he's going to be in a starring role in Hawkeye. I think he's going to have more front and center in Secret Invasion. Yeah, Matt, why don't think that he's he's going to pop in? I think Sam Jackson is going to go into that realm of Nick Fury is going to pop into various years. He's going to be in in Black Widow. He's going to be in a lot of these stories Mm -hmm. as uh, bringing us back to that through line that he originally started with. And I look forward to that. And if they can get Kobe Smolders involved also, and have her there, maybe not in the same scenes, though it's great when they are, but getting her where whenever Sam Jackson can't be there, I think that will be a great way to connect the universe. I hope they do that. I don't know if they will, yep. I, but I do hope they do. Lastly, in this group that's in the uh, seven range, I wanted to talk about Ms. Marvel for a brief for a brief moment. This is one of the few properties in this slate of, of new things that I have no comic book history with. Ms. Marvel is a character that came out well after I was done with comic books. While I believe she's appeared in a few animated things recently or in a few animated shows, it is not anything I've actually got a chance to witness. So I know very little about the character other than what's been written about and what we saw on Investor Day. That said, I am actually kind of interested and more because I want to see how in the age we live in, how Marvel is going to equip themselves with uh, this character. I think there are two different ways to really approach this situation. There is tokenism or perspective and themes. I don't honestly know which way Marvel is going to go with this, yeah. this show. My level of excitement is if they go perspective and themes, and I would liken that to the way CW did Black Lightning, where it was about the themes. It was not about the tokenism. It wasn't, this is our Black hero. 
it was we showed a hero who happened to be black and we did things from his perspective. And if they do that, this show could be great. Look, I'm not a teenage girl who happens to be Muslim. I'm not a Muslim who happens to be a teenage girl. So I don't have that perspective. I am willing to, and I want to have a better understanding of that perspective. And if they can give us that, that's a good thing. Story has to carry. If the story's garbage and all we get is perspective, I'm not going to like the show and it's not going to go anywhere. And it does a disservice to everybody involved. I hear you on all of that. And none of the, for lack of a better word, the, 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 the politics of this show, um, I didn't, I didn't, none of that factored into my decision at all. Honestly, what I think that this show is going to be great at is introducing another generation into the MCU. You run a series that is about a teenage girl becoming a superhero. The best audience that that's to go sent to go ahead and trigger are other people of that age range. And so People like you and I who have been watching the MCU now for almost 20 years. Yeah, we're going to continue to go ahead and watch MCU stuff and they need the next generation to come up. They need the, they need people our kids age to go ahead and start watching, start watching, you know, that kind of thing. Absolutely. That's actually where I think Hawkeye does a great job. Maybe Uh we'll see. So we're going to wrap up this side quest for now. Everybody listening will notice that what we did not get to were the shows that we ranked eight Uh, nine and nearly 10 we're going to be doing another side quest probably in a couple of weeks that reveal our top five picks from the mcu investors release came out so look forward to that that'll be coming out here in a little bit as always how can you interact with us please go to the tabletop journeys website that's www.ttjourneys.com also please as always feedback from our community is so welcome we love it when people write us and tell us how we're doing you can catch us on Twitter at TT Journeys. You can join us on Facebook. If you search for Tabletop Journeys, you'll get to our group. As always, you can email us at podcast at ttjourneys.com. Certainly. And if you're listening to us, if you're within the sound of our voices, subscribe, like, rate, comment. But uh, you can certainly catch us on Stitcher, iTunes, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible. We're in all those platforms. And if there's a platform you want us to be on, let us know. We'll get there. Absolutely. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for this side quest. This has been Tabletop Journeys. And in the words of another traveler on our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.